0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of Covenant Grace Menifee. Each week, we gather to better understand the teachings of the Bible and how to live them out in our daily lives. We hope and pray that you're encouraged by this week's message. Good morning. About three years ago, I started working for the company I currently work for. And that company, it's a a water district. It's a water treatment plant at Lake Skinner. And when I first started, I remember being so amazed at everything. Like, just just amazed that even the most of the water that we drink and use over in this area comes from that water district, comes from Lake Skinner. And I was just blown away even by that, but I was blown away by the facility. I remember one of the first meetings we had to give an update of where our work was at and what we were producing. One of the things that they said, the um, plant operator was like, we're at 100 MGD today, we're at 100 MGD. I looked around, I was like amazed, 100 million gallons per day, and everybody else was like, okay, okay. I left, I was like, hey, that's a lot of water. And it's like, that's actually not that much. They were just not impressed. I was the only one amazed. I'm like, I was like, I don't know if you know what a million is. Like 100 million gallons a day, that's what we're producing. And they're like, man, we used to do 300, 400, 500. And they were just not impressed. And I just remember, The first couple months, even just with the facility itself, I was blown away and just like a little kid, enjoying everything, but not even that, even just the landscape, we get to drive on the the road, it's on the dam, we get get to call it the dam road. It's like, we get to drive on that damn road, the literal dam road, and we get to see the lake and it's beautiful. We start at 6 a.m., so we get to see the sunrise We get to see the hills. We get to see, you know, hot air balloons going up from wine country. It's beautiful. We get to see raccoons and all these animals. It's amazing. And for the first few months, I was taking pictures. I'm driving around with my journeyman, the guy that's training me, and I'm just, like, sitting there taking pictures of everything, and he's just used to everything. And I remember talking to him I'm going, like, hey, are you amazed at this stuff? And he's like, yeah it's amazing but I've seen it every day for 15 years and I remember that teaching me something and it made me realize that things that used to captivate us things that used to make us worship them or like praise them and be enthralled and excited about can become common as we keep experiencing them and that's the temptation that we have and so as I was thinking about this It taught me a lesson even about God and the temptation that I could have that this God who's created us, who's all-powerful, who at one time when I first got saved could have captivated me and made me fall on my knees and praise him, I have the temptation for him to become common to me. You know, words like his omnipotence, meaning he's all-powerful. He's all-powerful God, creator God. When I first heard those things, I would be like, wow, this God is amazing. This God is awesome. I love him. He's creator of the whole world, like a little kid excited about God, about the creator. And yet, now when I hear those words, it's just a fact about who he is, and he's become common to me. You feel that? You know what I mean? And so today, my task and my goal is to share a psalm with us to help us kind of get fresh eyes, see God with fresh eyes, to praise Him for who He is and what He's done, amen? Because I think a lot of us just go throughout our day treating God like our hand, as common as our hand. Like our hand is pretty amazing. Think about it. If we saw a monkey counting on his fingers, we would be like, wow, that's so cool. Yet, we take for granted all that our hands are able to do. They've become common to us. But God's created us, and it's amazing. And God is amazing. And we've just forgotten to look upon Him with fresh eyes. Let's read the passage. So it's Psalm chapter 33, and then we'll pray. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with a harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their hosts. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. For He spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of His heart to all generations Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man from where he sits enthroned, looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation. And by its great might, it cannot rescue. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart is glad in him, because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I ask, Heavenly Father, that you would, this morning, give us your Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, that you would let your kingdom come in this building. And that we would be refreshed and excited and encouraged to worship you and sing a new song to you. And that we would be able to leave this building so excited about who you are, so amazed at who you are, that we would praise you the way we're supposed to, and that we, it would flow out of our lives and that people would be affected and be able to see you as who you truly are, a loving God, a kind God, a just God, an all-powerful God, and that they would... Like this psalm says, let all the earth fear the Lord, that through our example of praising you and loving you, that the earth would come into obedience through that, and that the earth would fear you and stand in awe of you in the way that you've made it to be. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your great plan of salvation. We thank you, Jesus, for being obedient to that plan, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for opening our eyes and calling us to yourself. Please sustain us today. Please give us fresh eyes to see your word and to hear your word. We love you. We pray these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, since we're doing a family service, I am going to be hopefully a little shorter, and I'm not going to be going through every single word in this psalm, just just in case you were worried about that. We're going to mainly be looking at two things in this psalm. We're going to be looking at how God is all-powerful creator and how God is omniscient, all-knowing. Okay. And the way that this psalm starts is with instructions on how to praise. So we're going to look at those at the end because it gives us instructions on how to praise God, and then it gives reasons on why we should praise him. We're going to flip that around. We're going to see why we should praise him and then at the end, right at the end, look at how we should praise him before we worship. So starting, why should we praise God? It's because he's all-powerful creator. Micah, do you know what omnipotent means? No, that's omnipresent, but close. Good job. It means that he's all-powerful. Omnipotent means that God is all powerful can you say that what does omnipotent mean that god is all powerful and if you look at this psalm look at verse starting in verse 6 it says by the word of the lord by the word of yahweh the heavens were made and by the breath of his mouth all their host so think about this kids and think about this for us as adults it says by the word of the lord The heavens were made. The sky, the universe, space was made just by him speaking. You know how powerful God has to be? You know how powerful someone has to be to be able to just speak and something be created? Like, man, when Lydia first started dating me, I could barely speak myself. When Lydia first started dating me and she'd be around me and my brother, she's like, I can't understand anything you guys say. Because we'd be hanging out we're like, (laughs) and she's like, what? Because we have, like, this secret mumble language. I can barely speak myself, and God's creating things just by speaking. Like, man, yesterday Lydia was making fun of me and Don for not being able to speak. I don't know what I was saying, but they didn't understand me. And I just think it's so crazy. God is able to speak, and things get created. And then it even says later in verse 6, And by the breath of his mouth all their host. So all of the stars... All of the planets were created, it's saying, by him just breathing. That creating this world was as easy for him as breathing. How many of you like playing with Legos? Yeah, some adults, yeah, Matt. You know, Micah's been getting into Legos, and Ivan told me this morning to say that he likes Legos too. Ivan likes Legos too. And it's been really cool to see Mike Micah's been able to build cars with it, following the instructions. He even built a pterodactyl. And I was telling him as we were building it, I was like, imagine if there was no pieces around here. And I just started breathing, ah, and a Lego pterodactyl came out of my mouth. That'd be pretty amazing. I would expect Micah to be like, okay, Dad, that was pretty legit. Like, all right. You know, and God, he says he creates all of the stars, the moon, the planets, As easy as it is for us to breathe, he's able to create that by breathing. Isn't that crazy? Like, why do we not shout for joy as we just hear that there's a being out there that's able to create as easy as breathing, as easy as speaking? It's amazing. And I'm the only one excited, it seems like. You guys are like, okay. You know, it's pretty cool. Like, if you you sit there to think about it, Imagine him breathing and a huge star just pops out of his mouth. Imagine him speaking and a huge planet pops out of his mouth. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. We praise people for building a statue with their hands after weeks of doing it, and yet we forget to praise God for building this whole world, this whole universe, just by speaking and breathing. That's amazing. All-powerful God. It was so easy for him to create. It was almost as if he just breathed it into existence. And if that doesn't move you, I can't do anything else to help you with that. (laughs) He was able to breathe, and there was Legos. And then why should we praise him? Because he's all-powerful. Look at verse 7. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. So this world was covered with water, and he was able to put borders on it, bring up the land, bring up mountains. That's amazing. And it also says that he has these storehouses or this storage shed or this storage tank of water in the clouds underneath the ground that we can tap into and we can drink through wells and through springs. And one thing I was thinking about is clouds. Man, clouds are amazing. If you ever want to study something to help you praise God, study clouds. You know how much the average cloud weighs? 1.1 million pounds. The average cloud weighs 1.1 million pounds. And if you don't understand how much that weighs, that's over 200 cars. So imagine when you go out there, look at all the cars that are in the parking lot. It weighs more than that. So next time you see a cloud, picture 200 cars over your head and praise God it doesn't fall on you. (laughs) Isn't that cool? Like, man, God's so powerful that he's able to put a million pounds up into the sky, let it float, carry it to a spot that needs water, and he doesn't just dump it all on the ground. No, he lets it fall in nice little lovable droplets on our heads. And we're like, this is so great. Oh, He could have killed us. Like, he could literally just drop it all and it would destroy everything. Isn't that crazy? 1.1 million pounds. That's the average cloud. A rain cloud is way bigger than that. Way bigger. Clouds are so amazing. Like, seriously, when you go look at them, seriously, picture the cars. Because that's a scary sight. How powerful do you have to be to be able to make a cloud? powerful how amazing do you have to be to create something like that that's just so cool and the psalmist is just praising him for for water and for what he can do with water how he can control water we can't even hold water in our hands without something else holding it yet he can control it and put it in a specific spot wherever he pleases because he's that powerful isn't that good so why should we praise god because he's all powerful creator and after this in verse 8 look at verse 8 and 9 it says let all the earth fear the lord let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him for he spoke and it came to be he commanded and it stood firm the psalmist is like man because of these realities all of the earth should fear the lord all of the earth should be scared of him it's not a reverence or it's like oh i respect that like oh man good job i respect that no it's a literal fear a literal like they should be scared of this god because of how powerful he is we should be scared of this god because of how powerful he is he is powerful so powerful that he can control water that he can create by speaking And it should cause a fear. And not only a fear, but also it says, let the whole world stand in awe of him. And one thing that's really cool is one day we all will perfectly fear the Lord the way we should, and one day we'll all stand in awe of him the way we should because of the person and work of Jesus. Christ's death not only redeems us, but redeems all of fallen creation. All of creation will one day Be the way it was supposed to be because of the person and work of Jesus. And that's good. And that's exciting. That's something to look forward to. And then it's cool because, verse 9, it says, it's again talking about his word. For he spoke and it came to be, he commanded and it stood firm. He's this powerful that he can speak and it is and it will be forever because he's that powerful. What he commands, what he says, will be always. And so we can trust his promises, because what he says is legit. What he says is what he means, and what he says happens. And so we can trust his promises. And then, so why else should we, why else should we praise God? It's because he's all-knowing, all-seeing God. So what does omnipotent mean? It means that God is all what? All-powerful when we say that god is all-knowing it means that he's omniscient can you say omniscient omniscient Omniscient. that means god is all-knowing so what does omniscient mean good job ivan i was watching you. and so we should praise god for him being all-knowing being omniscient look at starting in verse 13. the lord looks down from heaven he sees all the children of man From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation, and by its great might it cannot rescue. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. So God is so good and, again, so mighty that he's able to look on this earth and see all of us, see everybody, see every deed. Isn't that cool and scary at the same time? God is so mighty and great that he's able to look down on earth and see everything you've ever done and everything you've ever been through. And that's something that should be comforting because God's not some cruel God up there watching you, leaving you alone, but he's a kind God watching and knowing and seeing. So no matter what you've been through, God knows that, God sees that, and he cares for you. Isn't that cool? No matter what you've been through, and in the darkest moments that my mom has had, He's been there watching her, caring for her, and man, my mom had a rough life. We had a rough life, and it's amazing to see. I'm the youngest of five kids raised by a single mom. We were homeless at times. We were going back and forth through houses. Like I was talking to Lydia. It's crazy. She's only lived in a few houses her whole life. I've lived in more houses the first six years of my life than she's ever lived in. I was like man how inconsistent was that that was crazy but it's cool that to see God all of my siblings are married all of us are believers all of us are doing well and it's because of God seeing knowing and taking care of us and that's the only reason seriously my mom's like I don't know what happened because if it was up to me you guys would have been a mess like statistically man raised by a single mom the way we were we should have been in prison you know, druggies, whatever, but God was there sustaining us. And I was thinking about it. How many of you have ever had an ant farm? How many of you have a fish tank or a snake? Who has a snake? Oh, we got some Nunezes back there with snakes. Oh yeah, Cora, right? Cora? Yeah, she's a corn snake. Cora, original, all right. Um, And I was thinking about it. God is like that, that when we got a ant farm before. Man, it was so cool. We'd put the ants in, and we would just sit there and watch. And you're supposed to take care of it, take out dead ants. You're supposed to put food and all that stuff. And we were sitting there watching it, taking care of it. And they can't probably see us, but we're watching over all of it. And that's how God is. God's not some God that creates and just falls back and watches and laughs, but he's actually in his creation. He's actually working with his creation. He's actually sustaining His creation. He's actually helping His creation, and we are a part of that, and He cares for us. He's made us in His own image. If He takes care of the birds of the air, how much not us who are made in His image? He'll take care of us. And it's just really cool. Why should we praise God? Because He's an all knowing, all seeing God who cares for us in the same way that we care for the animals that we have, the snakes that we have. You know, they have to feed a little pinky. mouse to their snake once a week that's some care good job evelyn and that's what god does god gives us it even says right in, yeah verse 19 that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine like no matter what we go through god sees it god has a plan for it and he's doing something because he cares for us yeah so he's all-knowing god So why should we praise him? He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. And now we get to the spot of how to praise him. And I guess before we do that, I was thinking about it. You know, It says, the earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. Like everywhere we go, the, the love of the Lord is there. The steadfast love of the Lord is presented by a tree, presented by the clouds, presented by grass. And yet we forget to praise him. And god takes care of all of our needs and one of our greatest needs is that we are sinners in need of his grace in need of his kindness we have broken relationship with him but he's so kind that he sends his son he plans a plan of redemption to buy us back to break that divide to bridge that chasm so that we can be in relationship with him isn't that good Like all-powerful God, all-seeing God takes care of all of our needs and saw our greatest need for him. He saw that sin was destroying us, so he wants to get it out, and he gets it out through the work of his son. Our Lord Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, lives a life praising God the way that we were called to praise him, and then dies on the cross in our place so that we could be forgiven of all of our sin. Isn't that good? All of our sin gets wiped clean by the blood of Jesus. It's like that picture that we're going to have of baptism. If if somebody's dirty, our hands are dirty, and we're washing our hands, dip our hands in a tub of water as we pull them up we see dirt falling off of our hands in the same way as the blood of christ is spilled on us and we're covered in the blood of christ we see all of our stains and all of our guilt just wipe clean and we're now made white as snow though our sin made us red as scarlet he's now making us white as snow because he's that powerful isn't that good God is all-powerful God, all-knowing God, who takes care of all of our needs and takes care of our greatest need, which is our need for Him. And so why should we praise Him? He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. Now, how should we praise Him? Look at verses 1 through 3. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with a lyre. Make melody to him with a harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. So we see a few things. It tells us to shout for joy. So when we start singing this next song, we're going to do Jesus paid it all. Let's sing to him. Let's shout to him. And it says, praise befits the upright. We should shout to the Lord because it's fitting for us to praise him. Like, we know these facts. We know these truths about God. If anybody's going to praise him, it should be his followers. It should be his believers. It's fitting for us to praise the Lord. Amen? And it says, give thanks to the Lord with the lyre, which is basically like an old-school guitar, right? Just think of it as a guitar without the neck. All right, old-school guitar. And then, make melody to him with a harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. And what this means, it doesn't mean literally always make a new song, but we should sing to him freshly. I think it was Art Lebeau, oldies but a goodies. Is that Art Lebeau? (laughs) Yeah, Art Lebeau. Yeah, it's the same way that we're going to sing this old hymn, but it should be fresh. It should be as if it's a brand new song and brand new meaning for us, as if we're seeing God and experiencing the salvation of God for the very first time. Amen? So sing to him a new song. And that's what we're going to pray to as I finish, that God would give us new eyes to see him and new voices to sing to him. And then one of the last things it says, it says, play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. I was reading a commentary and it was kind of disrespectful. It was like, that's why Christians should sing good in the right note. I was like, I can't do that. He's telling me to be quiet i was like dang man like so i didn't listen to that commentary i just pushed it to the side because <laughs> man you guys probably heard me sing i'm horrible so if that was the rule i should not be singing at all even in the congregation because i'm rough i feel bad for anybody that sits in front of me but yeah let's if we're able to <laughs> sing skillfully and the band should do it great and they do a great job because god's gifted them with that and but it's cool because god loves for us to exercise our gifts that he's given us to use them to praise him so we use everything to praise him and i should try and sing the best of my ability just the best of my ability is really bad so it sounds worse i'm really trying but i don't know how all right and so yeah let's today sing to him it's fitting for us as believers we're here why because of god so let's sing to him Let's raise our hands. Let's shout for joy. Let's give thanks to him with our instruments, with our voices. Let's praise him. Let's sing a new song together, even though it's an oldie but a goodie. All right? He's worthy of all of our praise, all of our worship, all of our honor. He's done everything. Even if he didn't send his son, we still need to praise him. There's a saying in the Jewish tradition that they would say, and it's, it would have been enough. It's like, it would have been enough if you would have just done this. And it would have been enough if God would have just created us and left us alone. But he didn't. He went further. It would have been enough if he just saved some of us. It would have been enough if he would have just let me have one kid, but he gave me more. It would have been enough if he would have just saved us and let us be with him for eternity, but he even went further and made us children of him. Isn't that cool? Dianu, it would have been enough if he would have just let the rain fall on us, but he goes even further to be involved in this creation. Dianu, it would have been enough if he just made us fear him and worship him, but he lets us come in community with him. Dianu, it would have been enough. But he goes so much further. He gives us Everything to worship him. He gives us so many resources and reasons to praise him. Amen. So let's pray. And I would just ask, as I'm praying, you all pray and ask God to give you fresh eyes to see him and experience him. And let's really sing this song with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm going to raise my hands as I pray. If you guys want to do that, you could do that. Heavenly Father, we love you. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. We ask that you would help us to sing to you. We would ask that you help us to praise you. We are thankful that you receive our praise and you receive our worship. And it's only because of the person and work of Jesus Christ. It's only because of the spilt blood that we get to be received into your presence that we get to worship you and love you and see you for who you truly are. The steadfast love of the Lord is filling this world. Let us be a part of that. Please, Holy Spirit, fill us, help us. We need you. We're thankful for you. We, again, Jesus, thank you for your spilled blood. Please, for any of us that need it, sprinkle your blood on us, just like 1 Peter says for the sprinkling of, the, of blood. We thank you. Please be with us. Thank you for your word, and thank you for your, you being all-powerful and all-knowing. We love you. We pray these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, you can email us at info at May the Lord bless your week and guide your steps.